Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Introducing Carvana Value Tracker, where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it. It might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to big? Sandy Superstore. Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lan Oralana, and on today's episode, we have a very exciting guest. We have Hyla, one of the co-founders of 437, and in today's episode, we talk about all things 437, how it started, some crazy moments, and how they transitioned from swimwear to also now having athleisure, performance-driven workout attire. We talk about How the Fuck, which is the course that Hyla and Adrian had made. And then we also got into a little personal and fun stuff with Hyla about dating, about relationships, and then we do a little rapid-fire Q&A question. Super fun, playful, and light. There's so many amazing takeaways, and I think it's going to be a super awesome episode for you guys to listen to. But let's get into our weekly intention. Actually, before we get into our weekly intention, I want to take a moment to thank all of you guys for your positive feedback on the How to Be That Girl in 2023 series. I can't put it into words. The positive feedback that I've gotten from it is just so heartwarming, especially with part three. I feel like a lot of people it resonated with and that just means the world to me. And just to know that the things I'm recording in my little 500 square foot apartment here in Toronto mean something and leave a positive mark on someone or make them feel not alone is just the most surreal feeling. And so I just want to thank you guys for listening and sharing that with me. I always love hearing your feedback on the podcast. It really means the world to me. I'm going to continue to say it and I'll say it again, but it really, really does mean the world to me. So Thank you for all your love and support, and it just made the end of 2022 really sweet and the start of 2023 even sweeter, but let's get into our weekly intention. Our weekly intention, well, my weekly intention, this could be yours as well, is to drink less coffee or just like have less caffeine. I got into a really bad habit of having three or four coffees pretty much every day. 
And I really want to tone it down and also stop having coffee or caffeine after 3 p.m. and see how I feel. I used to do that, but I kind of just fell off of it. So I really want to strive to break that habit and, you know, overcome that. It's not that big of a thing, but caffeine is definitely not the best for you and I shouldn't have been having it that much and that's okay. So that leads me into the tip of the week and this can be applied to breaking any bad habit. It's from Atomic Habits, which is the book that I have recently finished and I always talk about on here. So I strongly advise that you pick up Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's a really awesome read. He also has blog posts on jamesclear.com, I believe is the website, which kind of extend based on what he's written in Atomic Habits. But in order to break a bad habit, you essentially want to make it unattractive. He says it's important to choose a substitute for your bad habits and to remove as many triggers as possible. These are the two things that I felt applicable to my current situation with drinking coffee. So also a big thing is that I buy a lot of coffee out, which I do love doing and I'm never going to stop doing that, but I definitely, it's definitely adding up on the credit card statement. So choosing a substitute for your bad habits. So with buying coffee out, it's making coffee at home, but in substituting coffee for after 3 p.m. would be drinking more water, having herbal tea, maybe having some Bloom adaptogenic drink like their Reishi hot chocolate or any of their other mixes something like that, or even like a juice or I don't know, some other beverage. And then remove as many triggers as possible. Obviously, I can't remove my coffee machines at home, but just like when I go on a walk, maybe choosing a route that doesn't pass a million one different coffee shops or like learning that I don't have to go into at least one, like that a walk can just be a walk. I know it sounds stupid, but you know, the little things really do add up. Leading into my current faves, I'm really loving cooking at home. You guys know that I've been really trying to get back into this and I ordered, I was ordering a lot of Uber Eats and I was kind of just getting sick of takeout food and so was my credit card statement and I'm sure a lot of you, especially if you live alone or you've recently moved out or you're really busy, it's really easy to order takeout a lot, but I encourage you to find the joy in cooking at home and think ahead and think of your future self and meal prep and meal plan and grocery shop accordingly because, I don't know, JC Marie was talking about this on her recent YouTube video. When, like, you make it easier for yourself, it's more enjoyable and you may not love the cooking aspect of it, but she, like, says she loves, like, the home-cooked meal at the end of the day, and so do I. It always just tastes, honestly, so much better, and so I'm just, just like my workouts, like, sometimes you don't want to start, and sometimes you don't love what's happening during the workout, but at the end, you're always grateful that you did it, so I'm kind of looking at cooking as that way and trying to re-romanticize and fall in love. I actually hate Facebook. I'm sorry. Does anyone, I'm sorry to like go off on a tangent here, but does anyone else's Facebook give you friend suggestions of guys that you were talking to or like people that you were dating or seeing or anything? Like I swear Facebook does me dirty. Like how do you know? I guess maybe because their number is connected to it, but like how? (laughs) Facebook, I do not like you. (laughs) 
That was really fucking hilarious. Okay, back to regular scheduled programming. Just like re-romanticize it. Cooking at home is honestly so great and there's so many amazing and easy and healthy recipes on Pinterest and I'll try to share them as much as I can on my Instagram and link them. I did that tonight um, when I'm recording this. So definitely loving cooking at home. And my next current fave is reading, specifically Colleen Hoover books. If you've been following me on my Instagram, it's just at Alana Bloomberg because I know a lot of you guys are new here and don't know my Instagram. I do post on there. I also post on TikTok and YouTube. But reading, I barely read in the second half of 2022. And I kid you not, I've read four books or three books in the past like five days And I'm already on my third book of 2023, and it's January 3rd when I'm recording this. So I think that says a lot. I really, I really am loving (laughs) reading, specifically romantic novels like romance, romance thrillers, Colleen Hoover books, Colleen Hoover. Um, You know, it's just really good. But we're going to bring Hyla onto the pod and enjoy. So I'm here with Hyla from 437. Welcome to Morning Ray. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So I always like to ask my guests, who are you, where are you from, and what is your zodiac sign? Oh, wow. Um, My name is Hyla. I am the co-founder of the swimwear and activewear brand 437 and the educational platform for entrepreneurs, HowTF. I am from Toronto, born and raised um, a little bit outside of the city growing up. And then my zodiac sign is a Leo. Oh, I'm also, I feel like we've discussed this. I'm a Leo as well. Oh, are you actually? Yeah, I'm August 6th. Okay, I'm end of July. Wow. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I feel like I'm always attracting Leos and Aries. Interesting. I feel like I always attract, like, all of my closest friends are all Virgos. I don't know what's going on between Leos and Virgos, but I feel like everyone in my life's either a Cancer or a Virgo. But that's wow. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I always, like, attract, like, similar types of people, and whenever I talk to other people, they're like, yeah, I always have, like, all my friends are always a sign, or, like, uh, they always, like, have this character trait. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm slowly starting to get into like zodiac signs and horoscopes now. It hasn't been something I'm <laughs> quite educated on, but I think it's very interesting. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever spoken to like a psychic or anything? No, but I'm dying to. Well, I have one if you want one. I've spoken to her and she, I found her through a friend and like she predicted my friend's entire career down oh to like God. her moving cities, like what kind of role she switched into, like her financial success, relationships, like everything. Like, wow. And also, that's actually kind of scary, but interesting at the same time. I wonder if there's a little bit of the self-fulfilling prophecy where like they kind of tell you what's going to happen and you maybe like the sound of it to so kind of make it happen. I wonder yeah. if that is it, but I'm sure, I mean, I spoke to a healer last week. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. kind of in the same boat, but I'm really into that sort of work. Yeah. It's really interesting. I always like Obviously, I find it interesting to, like, hear about it, and I don't take it, like, so seriously, and I think, like, yes, like, it is, like, a self-fulfilling prophecy, like, you kind of have it in your subconscious, you know, so then you kind of make those steps and take those actions to get there, but I think it's just, like, fun. Yeah, no, 100%. 
Okay, so for those who don't know, but I hope they do know, what is 437 and where did it, like, how did it start? So 437, we are known for our, you know, flattering swimwear and activewear. So our brand started um, six years ago. It was my best friend, Adrian, and I. We were at University of Queens. We were studying business and we were not really inspired by the traditional career paths, you know, that typical business schools kind of lead you towards like, you know, a very typical accounting job or Mm -hmm. um, a consulting job. And um, they didn't really speak to us. And when we were in our third year of university, we were studying abroad on exchange and um, we were uh, going on a beach trip and none of the bathing suits we packed were really flattering on our bodies. Like we are, you know, shorter, you know, we like I'm gluten and dairy intolerance, and I'll still eat it. So that means I get bloated often. (laughs) And so, you know, these are just normal things that us women go through. But oftentimes, like, at the time, you're either getting a really frumpy looking bathing suit with coverage, like on your like, pooch area, Mm -hmm. or you're getting something really skimpy, but not flattering. And I was like, okay, for us who want to feel competent, sexy, um, but I still want it to look good. So Mm -hmm. how do we figure this out? So we honestly started designing bathing suits for ourselves. We loved it. We wanted to like get into the hands of our friends. And, you know, we're like, if everyone could wear these suits, everyone would feel as confident as we do when we're in it. And such a vulnerable moment when you're in your bathing suit. So why not be in the thing that makes you feel the best? Um, So that was six years ago. We launched it as we were in our last year of university and it's we had no idea it would essentially grow and become like a full-blown business um Mm -hmm. and um in the last i guess year and a half now we um, expanded into activewear we took the same concept of really flattering styles you know elevated you know really aesthetic colors things that you want to wear never overly branded and that's just, it, it was really in line with what we do. I work out like five, six times a week. Like I was like, I can design activewear so much better than what I'm currently wearing or what's on the market. And we wanted something sustainable too. So we put sustainable, flattering all into one and we came out with activewear. And that's been my current passion at 437 has been, you know, expanding it um, as much as possible. And yeah, it's been a really great challenge. Yeah, I personally like love the bathing suits. I always found with bottoms of other bikini companies, like they would cut me off. Like I'm a curvier, shorter girl. And like, Mm -hmm. even if it was a seamless bathing suit, it still found a way to cut me off. And 437 are honestly like the only bottoms that I can wear now because otherwise I feel like uncomfortable and not confident. And like, that's not a good feeling. Like you are already in like such a vulnerable position, whether you're in a bikini or you're in your athletic wear, like you want to feel good living life, working out. Um, and I see that mission coming through in your product. So that's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Would you did like, did you grow up with parents who were entrepreneurial at all? Um, any, like role models that were entrepreneurial like I know like for me like my parents both like went like the corporate route like they're immigrants like they climbed up the corporate ladder and everything and even like my sister everyone older than me my family didn't really go off and like go down this path of entrepreneurship so were you the first in your family um, or was this something that was like kind of more normal to you I think I was the first in my family that 
knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, like in my mind, whereas both my mom and my dad, they went through like the medical field. My mom's a dentist by trade. My father's a chiropractor by trade. <laughs> such a Persian thing. Um, and obviously they wanted me to be doctor as well. Um, I mean, I just remember, you know, they could have just been a dentist. My mom could have just been a dentist working at a clinic, right? But I actually got to experience her be like, I'm a dentist, but I'm going to go up and open up my own dental offices, mm-hmm. you know, figure out the marketing, grow this. And by the time she was like, I would say like mid early to mid 40s, she had five dental offices. And seeing her do that was so inspiring. And mind you, she was a single mom with me and my parents got divorced when I was younger. So um, seeing her do all of that. And, you know, when we're in the car, she's on the phone with her accountants, her financial advisors, um, her marketing people, you know, figuring out websites at the time, what's email marketing, like all of that. And I found that to be very interesting. And Um, and my father, the same, he opened up his own chiropractor clinic. So it's just, it's been always intriguing to me. And I remember my mom said, Hila, if you don't really know what you want to do, I recommend just at least going and getting a business degree because Mm -hmm. anything you want to do, whether medical, whether you want to be a lawyer, whether you want to be whatever, having some sort of business knowledge helps you understand money, grow money, um, make sound investments, just be well-spoken. Um, so that was really, I always knew I wanted to get into business and I just didn't really know exactly what. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like that was me too. Like I always knew I wanted to do something in the world of business or marketing or like, I knew I just needed to be my own boss Mm -hmm. as much as I enjoyed working and learning from someone else and working for these organizations and never fulfilled me in the way that working for myself, like on the side did, like I always felt so much more driven and passionate and excited and fulfilled by it. Um, I feel like when you know, you just know. Yeah, yeah that's so true. Um, speaking of going to Queens and getting your Bachelor of Commerce there, would you say that your education has helped you the most with the development of 437? Or would you say that experience and connections and the network that you've built over the years has contributed more? Because a lot of people are always like, is it what you know or who you know? Mm, It's a really great question. I'm leaning towards the latter of, you know, the experience, the networks. Um, However, I will say that one really great benefit to going to business school or any sort of formal education was the confidence that it gave me. Mm-hmm. One thing about my school, although they were kind of pushing us into more traditional paths, one thing was that they almost made you kind of brainwash that like whatever you wanted to do, you could do. Like that you are going to be the best of the best in the business world. You're going to be pro like, you know, networkers. You're going to be the future CEOs. Like they really kind of prep you for that. Mm-hmm. They bring in so many people, like all of the pro- professors were kind of like in that world. And so you kind of just left that program feeling like I can go into a bank and, you know, speak business. They'll take me seriously. I can dress seriously. And that co- sort of confidence allowed Adrian and I to feel like, okay, well, although we're so naive and we have no idea what we need to do for an e-commerce fashion brand like Mm -hmm. we don't know anything about those two worlds we know that we can research we can go online we can walk into a bank we can you know linkedin somebody we can show up to a meeting and 
hopefully get our foot in the door because we were so ingrained in the networking world. Mm -hmm. A lot of business schools really push that. So I think that without that, I don't know how confident I would have been to go into sort of uh, unknown territory, um, especially with no, honestly, I mean, when we're starting, there was no one else doing this in Toronto. Mm -hmm. There was, it was really difficult to even reach out and find a mentor because I remember someone's like, oh, like, why don't you reach out to someone at Joe Fresh, for example? And it's just like, yes, these are bigger corporations and I'm sure there's some valuable stuff there, but they are not 22-year-old females who are starting an e-commerce business, self-funded, no money, no connections, no network. Like, mm-hmm. how how can I relate there, right? So, um, and that's obviously why we launched How the Fuck Do I Start? Because, like, if we had a roadmap, I feel like our confidence would have been even more so, especially if we didn't have like that business education. But I definitely think like once we started the company, you know, whether I, you know, I went to go out and live in LA for a few months and I was, you know, traveling a lot. I, you know, got myself a Soho house membership and and spent that money knowing that I'm going to try to get my foot in the right doors, you know, like that, those sort of networking tactics have helped us grow a lot more than any accounting, you know, any accounting information that we learned in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I remember like when I was younger, cause I feel like in high school, you're like, oh, it's like what you know. But then as you get older, you really realize like your connections, you could know everything. But if you can't get the connection to help you open that door, yes, you might eventually get there someday, but you're not going to get there as fast. Right. 100%. And, yes. 100%. So being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches any meal honestly can get you into a rut especially with a busy schedule this fall you can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week so there's always something delicious to discover with hellofresh it's truly a no-brainer it does all the shopping and meal planning for you ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50RAE, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 437 is known for getting its product onto public figures like celebrities and influencers, which I think is pretty insane. Firstly, how do you get it on them? And secondly, what is your craziest gifting story to date? Because oh, wow. I feel like there's going to be some crazy ones. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the first question was, how do we do it? Mm-hmm. Two part, three, three different strategies um, that have helped us the most. The first one is traditional PR agencies, right? You pay a shit ton of money every single month and they will seed major influencers and celebrities and you definitely might get some placements. We've definitely gotten placements through that strategy. However, um, you know, it's it's not guaranteed mm. and you have to kind of surrender to the process. So it's sometimes as entrepreneurs or someone on the team, like you really just want to go ahead and do it yourself and you really yeah. can't. Um, and it's very expensive. Like you're looking at at least over 50 grand per year. And when you're starting at a company, that's just not even now, like right now we're not working with a PR agency. And I just, mm-hmm. there's, there's points of the company where I feel like it's really important. And there's other times where I'm just like, okay, right now our focus is somewhere else. But number one, PR agencies is definitely a, a start. The second way, like you said, was connections, networks, you know, whether I like DM'd a stylist or literally just, um, you know, like the crazy story I'll tell you is like, I literally physically went somewhere and, you know, tried to get my, the product in their physical hands, right? It's connections, what, you know, party you end up in, you know, when you're out for dinner and you overhear someone saying that they're friends with such and such, like, do you try to find a natural way to maybe get yourself in that conversation? Mm-hmm. Um, I've even gone as far as, you know, joining, uh, sorry, getting a trainer that was the trainer for this, like, one major influencer just so I could see if perhaps eventually we can all make make it work out. That one didn't work. That one didn't work. <laughs> Unfortunately, she stopped training that person as soon as I joined. I was like, great. <laughs> now I'm paying so much money for this session out in LA, but – um, and then the third method is honestly DMing, you know, the Kylie's and the Kendall's are not necessarily responding to their DMs, um, from a smaller brand. However, we got in a lot of, uh, Meg the Stallion, you know, for example, or, uh, Miley Cyrus, like there's a lot of people that we actually are in contact with through our DMs. And especially if you reach out to them before they blow up. So mm-hmm. right when COVID started, we were reaching out to Addison Ray, Charlie D'Amelio, and they were responding. They were accepting so much of our packages. They were posting, tagging. But then as, you know, as we continued to DM, obviously the response times got a lot, of, lot you know, slower as they started blowing up. But, you know, you really have to know, okay, Too Hot to Handle just came out. Let me reach out to everyone before they blow mm-hmm. up. But that's, that's a lot of the strategy there as well. So the third one is definitely like doing it yourself and reaching out. Um, and in terms of the craziest story, so when I was living in LA about one year into the company, or even less, um, I sold my Jeep 
by the way, I had a car in Toronto. I sold it and I used that money to go live in LA. I, I just always wanted to go live in California. Like I was always just drawn to the West Coast. But I also knew that this is gonna help me gain that confidence that we are like this relevant fashion, social media driven brand. Like they were mm -hmm. a lot of it was happening out there. You don't have to be there, but it helps you kind of get that sort of, I don't know what it is like that kind of understanding of what that world is kind of like. Yeah. And, um, I remember seeing that Tammy Hembro was having a meet and greet North LA and mind you, like I was like no money. Like I just sold my car. I'm living off the, I don't know, like $10,000 for like three, four months, including rent, including everything out in LA, such an expensive city. And, um, and I'm just like not getting paid, but I was like, I had, all I had was about like 300 bathing suits on us, like in inventory, no customers yet. And we're like, we just have to get this product into people's hands. And so I take a probably $45 Uber because I don't have a car there to where her meet and greet was. It was with Good American. And I waited in line for an hour with a bunch of like younger, you know, 18 year old girls there. Mm -hmm. And I finally get into line. She's like, oh, do you want like a picture with me? And I was like, because that's what everyone came <laughs> for. And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, I'm not going to. Like, no. Like, yeah. We can do <laughs> Don't want a photo with you. <laughs> it, was, no, it was very memorable because obviously that led to something. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I was just like, hey, Tammy, like no expectations. But I just wanted to give you this bathing suit. You're such a role model to us. And, you know, we think you'll look amazing in it. And I just assumed that she was going to lose it, give it to an assistant, and it was going to be gone. Next thing you know, the next day, she's like at the Montage Beverly Hills. She's wearing it by the pool, tagged us. And then all of a sudden, all these influencers that were not responding to our DMs or, you know, some of the girls that made like sly remarks when we were starting the company, they all of a sudden were like, oh my God, this is 437. And all these influencers started responding to the DMs. And that was back in the day where like, there's like no Toronto brand was like on an like, influencer. She was mm -hmm. so relevant at that time. Um, influencer marketing was huge at that time. Like if you got a placement like that, you literally see, will see orders like blowing up. Things have obviously changed big time, but I remember like days before that, I was crying. I was breaking down, thinking like, what? Like I don't think this company is gonna grow. Like what's going on? Like we're not selling anything. And then that validation of just the fact that someone like her who gets all these bathing suits sent to her would wear it and tag us. I'm like, we're onto something. Even if mm -hmm. whatever, maybe if she forgot to pack a bathing suit, I don't know. But sometimes you just need these sort of the universe to kind of show you that, hey, you keep going. Like, and so that was probably our craziest influencer gifting story. <laughs> wow. Well, like she could have chose not to wear it. So like. It's true. It's true. I think like everything like happens as it should and when it should. And sometimes like the universe pulls us back in order to like shoot us forward even like I've been in the these laws, like I've been working for myself now for it will be two months tomorrow or two, oh. in two days. It will be two months of me working yeah. completely for myself. Thank yeah. you. And like I was in a law for a bit. I was like, I'm not getting any brand deals. Like what's going on? It's like I, I left my job and now it's like it's slowed down. And like the past like few weeks, like things have picked up and like other opportunities have come into light. And like, I really just think everything happens in a divine timing and you just kind of have to like trust the process. And especially like that story, like just like shows, it shows it to you. Mm, yeah, it was definitely the push 
that we needed to swap. And now here you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's crazy. Yeah, well, time flies. It's been so long since then, but time really flies. Okay, so you recently expanded into athleisure. What has this expansion been like? Were there any obstacles? What part has you been your most favorite? Was it different than when you launched swimwear? Did anything from swimwear translate into athleisure? Mm, That's such a great question. Um, I think when any brand launches a new category, it's, it's definitely an experiment and it takes time to get to the same size as what you're known for. And so when we were launching activewear, we didn't go into it being like, it's going to do 50% of revenue and 50% is going to be swimwear. And that's how it's going to be. It's like, we understood that it's going to take some time for it to be as big as swimwear for us, for example. Um, And yeah, it's been a really interesting process. Um, We're definitely surprised. Like for example, this Black Friday um, on actual Black Friday, our activewear was our number one purchase, our espresso set. Our espresso set was the number one seller on our Black Friday. And I was so shocked. I'm like, how did our activewear beat swimwear when we are when we've been a swimwear brand for six years and mm-hmm. an activewear brand for like a year and a half? Like I was just so shocked, but I was so happy because I don't know, I'm just so passionate about activewear and the, the wellness space that for me I would actually just love to continue to expand there. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of challenges, I mean, we're just constantly listening to feedback, you know, do they want more, um, obvious logo placements, more subtle, you know, do they want the more bright, fun colors or do they want more subtle and and neutral colors? You know, is it a more creative elements, you know, in the sports bras or they like simple and supportive. So, you know, rather than challenges, it's almost just like constant, um, iterations and learning and growing. So, I've been loving the activewear journey. I get so excited by it. And I've just, I'm so grateful that our community is even, um, you know, trying it out, you know, like it's, it's not like we're in your, in a, in a department store that they are going to go and try it on. It's like, they are taking that risk, ordering it online. And it's just been incredible. Like even the returning customer rate we have for activewear has been so high, um, so it's just, it, it makes me really happy, but I also know we have a long way to go and, um, we also never want to forget who we are and swimwear is very important to us. And, um, so we have been working so hard on 2023, like, oh, I'm actually going to be, um, shooting a collection in Paris in a few weeks for our wow. first, uh, major swimwear drop. Um, and this year we have so many, um, different major themes launching and a lot of apparel pieces going with each swim collection and activewear. And I'm so excited. Like some of these dresses and little two piece sets that we have coming this summer, I'm just like, I'm manifesting a trip. so I can. <laughs> um, I'm really excited. The team has been working very hard. Well, I'm excited. I feel like 2022 was a really big year for 437, so I can only imagine what's going to happen in 2023. I feel like everyone was kind of like starting to like blossom more this year, and Mm. I just can't – I feel like 2023 is going to be like a really good year for 437, for everyone. I I don't know. I just – I have good energy about it. I really hope so. You know, running a company is no walk in the park whatsoever, and a lot of times you're like, oh, you guys are killing it. It's all shiny on the outside, but it's mm-hmm. like, uh, it is a 
every single day I'm putting out fires. So when I hear compliments <laughs> like that, I'm like, thank you. But I'm like, oh, <laughs> some of the internal struggles I have to go with is just uh, crazy. There's the pros and cons of everything. Absolutely. You can't have it all be butterflies and angels and a hundred percent. I was talking to that with a friend recently. I was just like, listen, every career has like the good parts and then the very challenging parts. Mm-hmm. You just have to figure out like which one are you best at? Like which which challenges of all these different careers are the challenges that you know you're 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 capable of dealing with and which um, pros of each career are you most excited by and that's how you kind of know where to what's what it's meant for and uh, yeah entrepreneurship I think is something that I've been loving and it's definitely challenging and every single day in my gratitude journal I'm like writing all the <laughs> positives about it so that anytime some of the negatives come up I get to <laughs> you know, stay in that positive mindset yeah. but um, yeah just like anything really I love that. So speaking of entrepreneurship, and obviously we just discussed like growing 437, you have How the Fuck. What is it? Who might be interested in it? Where did it come from? Basically give us like the little elevator pitch of it because I'm sure people are intrigued. I know a lot of my listeners are either in college, recent grads, very interested in like entrepreneurship or starting their own businesses. So I feel like it would be fitting for them. Mm -hmm. So the number one question in my DM requests has always been like, hey, Hyla, like I've been so inspired by 437. You know, I'm in college. I really want to start a brand. Would love to grab coffee and pick your brain and learn how you started, right? Or it's just, hey, how did you start 437? Like those are just the most common questions I get. And I love grabbing coffees. I will, you know, always network whenever I can. But in my mind, I was just like, what I can say in five minutes or 30 minutes is can be inspiring and can be like a little nudge, but it's not um, a roadmap. It's not really going to make it easier. It's just going to give you like a little boost of inspiration, right? Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, when I was starting, what would have benefited us? You know, whether once we realized we wanted to start a company, we had the idea and and a roadmap for that. But even, you know, sometimes you just want to know what it takes. Is this right for me? Should I do this? What is it going to entail? That's where the inspiration for how the fuck do I start came. And, you know, if you're, if you want to say it, how TF or how TF do I start? And essentially, it's um, a virtual masterclass of, you know, 17 different modules on everything you need to know about starting a brand. So from figuring out your idea, a positioning map, like how do I figure out what my value propositions should be based on, you know, the competitors out there or how I want my brand to be different, you know, to finding a manufacturer, to your marketing strategy, um, to, you know, influencer marketing, to like literally everything, even the mindset you need to to have as an entrepreneur, building out collections, um, books to read. It's just, there's so much in there. And um, that's, we just wanted there to be that resource um, so that you really know what it takes. And while you're building out your brand, you can just go to each module, learn, take some notes, maybe focus in on that part. And then when you're ready to go into, let's say, influence marketing, then you walked up hard. And it's, we have had so many incredible, like incredible stories come out of that course. Uh, it's just, it's just wild to me to see some of the graduates and like where their companies are now. Mm-hmm. And that's what inspired us this past year to do essentially like a 2.0 version, which is called how the fuck do I scale? 
And that's specifically more suited for entrepreneurs who have their business. It's a, it's a proven business. So there is revenue, you know, whether it's, you know, you made at least 50,000 or hundred thousand, you know, it's like a solid, you know, this is your job. Like you're continuing to grow this company. It's essentially Mm -hmm. built on how to make your first million and beyond. And even if you've already made a million or more, we've partnered up with incredible entrepreneurs on this course that even myself right now, I don't like, I didn't know half of the stuff that they were talking about. We're talking like website optimization, you know, funnels, um, like ads, like everything you need to know about like the other parts of the business that maybe a creative or more of the marketing side, like myself doesn't really know and mm-hmm. isn't strong at. And for those people who are all about like the tech and the ads and the web and the funnel and the email, we talk about everything else, like how to have a pop-up and have, you know, lineups that are you know so long and how to build a community and how to do influencer trips and how to design a collection with an influencer. That's something, you know, 437 has done quite a bit of. And so in the second course, I go into great detail on I show the contract, the contract that I've used to build a collection out with an influencer and how do I pitch them and all that. So yeah, that's just like a little elevator pitch essentially on, you know, what I'm passionate about now, which is helping other entrepreneurs um, get, get, build their dream business because it was so difficult when we were doing it. I made so many mistakes, expensive ones, ones that had took a toll on my mental health. So I'm like, if I can just at least put it all out there, I can at least help prevent some of that headache and it could focus on other parts of the business. Mm -hmm. I love that. I feel like the older generations are so quick to like gatekeep and like (laughs) kind of just like keep everything. It's like, oh, I'm successful. And like, you're asking me questions. Well, no, you have to go figure it out yourself. And I, I think moving forward, a lot more people, especially entrepreneurs, are really open to having these conversations and kind of like sharing the behind the scenes and sharing the quote unquote secrets and like tactics because there's enough to go around. There's enough for everyone to be successful and to have their own brands and there's enough. There's more than enough. So um, absolutely, I completely believe in that. And um, yeah, I mean, I think entrepreneurship got extremely popular during COVID a little Mm -hmm. bit too glamorized because I think people like went ahead and launched all these like brands and they weren't necessarily passionate. There's a book called the E-Myth and it's really good. And it talks about how, you know, you get really good at something and you're like, Oh, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm a really, I'm a top baker at this bakery. And then I see, you know, the owner of the, of this bakery, you know, they're making the money and like they're, they're, you know, barely in the office and are barely in the bakery and they're not working as much as I am. And they're like, well, I should do that. And then this baker whose passionate passion was, you know, making these cupcakes, for example, goes and opens up their own bakery and realizes that they never get to do that passion anymore. Now they're dealing with all of the legal headaches, the accounting mm-hmm. headaches, the personnel headaches, and now they're unhappy. Their skill set is not in, you know, running a business, but was in the more you know, creative and the, you know, the actual uh, baking aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And it really more so talks about understanding what it genuinely is like. And some people are meant for it. And some people, you know, can learn the skills to become that. But more often than not, it's just like, you think you want it. And then you go there and you realize that like, listen, there is nothing wrong working for 
somebody mm-hmm. or working at another company or like I I knew that like if I wasn't going to be an entrepreneur I would have loved to work like head of partnerships at like Google or um at whatever you know like I just love the idea of you know being a really exciting role at a company that I'm passionate about and having being able to log off when I get home like mm-hmm. like that is sounds so incredible <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> people don't understand how good that is and you you know, you're not responsible entirely for how the organization does. You don't have to take liability if shit hits the fan. And it, listen, if someone may, fucks up in my company, it's going to come on me. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes you don't want to have to burden that responsibility all the time. So it's just very interesting because I, I really think it's important for people to understand if entrepreneurship is meant for them. And if it is like you go hard, you go at it and you learn as much as you can and you kill it. But I just want to make sure that people aren't just doing it just to put it in their Instagram bio, like co-founder, whatever, because yeah. like it gets, it's gets, it's you just realize you might not be as passionate about it and you become miserable. So it's, it's just like one of those like interesting things that um, I think ultimately we just want to see everyone happy and successful and internal peace and being a co-founder or making more money or having a nicer car, having a Chanel bag, like none of that stuff is going to bring you that internal piece, but doing something that's fulfilling and having incredible relationships with your friends, with your family, um, with your spirituality, with your religion, whatever that is, like that's really what's going to make you happy at the end of the day. Yeah. I feel like there has, like, especially because of TikTok, there's been this push that you have to have a side hustle and you have to be an entrepreneur. And if you're not working for yourself, then you're a failure. And that is so far from the truth. And I feel like I always am having this conversation with my friends because like they are working corporate jobs and they see like, oh, I get to travel or I can schedule an appointment in the middle of the day sometimes. But like it's not for everyone. And if you love your corporate job, if you love having a manager and a team and like being able to log off and having insurance. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, trust me, if there's ever a day in my life where 437 is on the picture, you might find me working at another company. Like I don't, <laughs> I, I love being my own boss. Don't get me wrong. But I also love the idea of coming onto someone else's mission and, yeah. and showing my skill sets in a very um, specific way at 437. I have to like do so many different things, but imagine if I could just focus in on like one thing I love, but then mm-hmm. also, you know, reap the benefits of not having to have the entire responsibility of the organization on me. So, and you're so right. Like, I think being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal, honestly, can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week, so there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook, along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city, and I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off 
plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50RAE50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There was this huge, huge shift of like girl boss culture and hustle culture. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, especially if you're on TikTok and you're kind of seeing the other side of things now, um, that there's a little bit more of a balancing out happening because I was definitely in that like girl boss culture. I was definitely part of that wave. I was definitely part of the you know, entrepreneurs that are doing it. And and as as one of the people that they would talk about in terms of like that sort of girl boss culture. And it's so interesting. Like I am, I feel like I'm almost the opposite of it, especially now. Like I really prioritize that um, soft, you know, soft feminine, um, Mm -hmm. you know, slowing down, you know, and that's why I just ultimately feel like I want to be more in my feminine and uh, like more often than not, people don't understand like this entrepreneurship world is a lot more masculine and everybody wants to do that. You know, me having to tell people what to do. I mean, I tried my best to inspire and empower Mm -hmm. more than anything, but you know, it's never fun having to like let go of somebody or, um, you know, having to make very difficult decisions or talking about revenue so much. And sometimes I, I, I do think that, that girl boss culture was a little bit toxic mm-hmm. because like you said, it was inspiring people to feel like they were inadequate if they weren't part of that. Whereas mm-hmm. there is literally not that there's nothing wrong, but there is so much beauty in the opposite as well. I yeah. ask my boyfriend this all the time. I'm like, if I wasn't co-founder of 437, Forbes 30 under 30, like all this, whatever, would, would you like look at me the same? And like, would you, still be as attractive whatever it is to me and he's like I don't like like that's amazing what you've done but I that's not what I why I like you like whatsoever like there's respect for it for sure but it's not like he's like if that wasn't in the picture I'd nothing would change between us that's not why you're my girlfriend you know and when I heard that like that something like shifted inside me because so much of my identity and what I was proud of in my life was about 437 and I mm-hmm. guess you know sure, I mean, it should be part of it, but that's just such a fraction of who I am. And ultimately, when I'm working towards motherhood and being a wife and being a friend and being a daughter, whatever that is, like my business is not necessarily part of my entire life, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree to that and like feel that because I don't know like how much dating around you went before finding your boyfriend, but I don't know, like I'm single and like I've gone on my fair share of dates. I've probably gone on like a million dates over here. Like I've made like a joke like dating wrapped for my friends. But I always feel like I'm being grilled on dates. Like I feel like I'm on a freaking interview because the guys are just like normally like I feel like in the dynamic for my friends, 
and I kind of wish I had this bit more, but like, I feel like you ask the guy more about their career. And when it comes to you, it's more about like your life, like whatever. But when it comes to me, I feel like I'm being grilled. I'm like, what do you do for a living? Like, oh, like you, like you do influencing, you work for yourself and like right. you and freelance they start stuff. You. And they start asking you about it. Oh, can you, do you make a living off of it? Like, do you, it's just, you're so right. It's not like men, like, please stop asking women so much about their career. It's one thing to be like, okay, like, you know, what is, how do you spend your days? That could be a, a nicer yeah. way to ask yeah. the question, but like, I understand why it is because we have this entire, like we, as women, we've, we've fought for this equality of, mm-hmm. we want our careers to be just as important. And I, I think that is strong and that's powerful, but what we also are doing is then we put ourselves in these buckets of like, we, we want to almost be also as our careers to be as important for us as it is perhaps for a man who's, whose innate nature is to want to, mm-hmm. to work and provide, you know, that's just more when we talk like more that sort of, yeah, I, I, I just feel like there's almost like this shift in terms of like masculine and feminine energy. And mm-hmm. you're right. I don't think that it would feel good to be grilled on like our profession. And I remember that when I was single and I would go out, it would be like, so what do you do? And yeah, I own a swimmer brand. It's like, oh, like, um, do you guys have a website or like, like, you know, how many, like, do you have a few customers yet? Like, and I, first of all, I'd have to prove myself. That yes. I, really- I always felt like I had to prove myself. And it was either like, you felt like you have to like then put on so much like masculine energy yes. in order to prove that you are worthy of like, or yes. like successful. Right. But then if you like held too much feminine energy, then you felt like you were being judged like that. You're kind of looking down upon yes. like, oh, you and your little business sort exactly. of thing. Exactly. And it's just, yeah, I, I don't know if we'll figure out the solution, but <laughs> I just feel like it's definitely, um, it doesn't make, I mean, at least for you and I, it doesn't make us feel sexy, right? Mm-hmm. Being in that position and having to either prove ourselves or to then be feeling belittled if we don't speak up, right? So, uh, yeah, it's just a very interesting thing. And I wonder how our, whether it's dating culture or the sort of energies of masculine versus feminine kind of shifts in the next five to 10 years. Um, yeah, I, I hope it, I hope it kind of gets to a place where as women, we feel a lot more comfortable in doing what, what it is we feel good doing and talking about. Yeah. Cause I don't know, like, I feel like I'm not placing so much emphasis on a man and his career when I'm on a date with them. Like you kind of want, like when you're dating and when you're having a romantic relationship with someone, you go to them to escape from it almost. Like, yes, like you want them to like motivate and inspire you and like push you and challenge you when it comes to your career, but you don't want that to be the entirety of your relationship. No. You should be able to relax and feel comfortable and be yourself and embrace more of that feminine energy too. A date shouldn't have to feel like an interview. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> shouldn't be like a networking event <laughs> no but we're gonna move on to some rapid fire questions to wrap okay. up the pod app so I'm gonna ask you 10 questions and okay. in a few words one sentence keep it short and sweet you'll answer okay I think it will be fun okay, <laughs> okay. what is your go-to coffee order Mm. 
Um, probably like a, a matcha with oat milk and a little bit of vanilla. You're at a bar. What are you ordering? Uh, a bar? Yeah. It's like a fancy one, probably an espresso martini. Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> Morning or night workouts? Morning. Same. Yeah. One thing you wish you could tell your younger self? Mm. Keep joy as like the number one thing. Like never jeopardize your joy for your career, for somebody, for education. Like always like happiness There's is one thing, but I think joy is the next level. Always keep joy like so important to you. Mm-hmm. I love that. You're booking a meeting with a client. Where is it? Ah, you know what? If it was up to me, I'm going to go to like a nice workout class, maybe like a sweat and tonic, and uh, then we'll like chat over a smoothie after. I wish that was like <laughs> be a thing. <laughs> I would take you up on that meeting. Okay, <laughs> um, fave bar at Queen's. Oh, Ale House for sure. Second floor <laughs> in the corner. That's where we would do our little... Uh, Friday nights. (laughs) Go-to spot in Toronto. Can be like going out, restaurant, anything. Oh my gosh. Uh, mm, Okay. I'm going to say Bar St. Lowe. Um, I am also an investor there, so (laughs) I'd be biased, but I just like, for me, I, a lot of times I want like good music, good food, but just like a really chill um, atmosphere. And I just think it's perfect for like, hey, it's, you know, 8 p.m. on a Friday. Let's go grab some bites and drinks and, and have, like, a good environment um, that turns into a party also. So that's nice. Okay. I've been seeing more of that place, so maybe I should go check it out. Definitely <laughs> have to. Let me know. Um, what do you ask for when you get your nails done? Um, I typically do kind of like a, a – like a, I don't know what is this called, like kind of acrylic. Like, I, I like yeah. to take a longer – and then I'll do like a – typically I have like a French, a deep French um, with shellac. And last question, go-to power outfit for business presentations or meetings? Ooh, okay. I like to keep it like professional with like a hint of sexy. So I'm like a big fan of like let's say like those sort of longer dresses that kind of come to like past your knees Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's a long sleeve or a short sleeve, um, with like a new, like a neutral color. So like a nude, long, tighter dress with a pair of like beige Louboutins, for example, um, and very professional slick back ponytail. I love dressing like that for a panel, for example, cause it's like still shows like your body a little bit, but you're still taken seriously, mm-hmm. um, without having to always wear a suit. Um, but you know, that's nice too also. Okay. And to close it off, what's one piece of advice you want to leave the audience with? Um, you know, we talk a lot about business and achieving goals and all of that. And that is so important. But I think that the most important thing is your well-being, your happiness, your peace, and your health. And I've been there where I've sacrificed those for whether 437 um, for parts of my life and it was like those moments were not necessary like you can prioritize everything and still achieve your goals and just never forget that because trust me like what is the point of a successful company making money or having a nice house if 
literally like if you are sick you will sell it all to get better like you will Mm -hmm. so I just feel like always keep your health and your joy and your peace number one and then you know build everything else from that um, from that uh, base you can't pour from an empty cup no you literally can't absolutely and where can the audience find you 437 I think the best is my Instagram at Hyla Nayeri. Um, in my bio there, there's the 437 tagged and then there's how the fuck is tagged as well. So if you're interested in the courses or checking 437 out, everything um, gets linked from my Instagram page. Okay, amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the pod. It was a pleasure to have you on and you're welcome back anytime. Thank you so much. This was such a great conversation. I feel like we've just been chatting for the last hour. Yeah, I know. It really just like flew by. Yeah, no, that was a really fun, (laughs) really great conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Morning Gray. If you liked today's episode, I would love if you could leave a rating on Apple or Spotify as that's how you can help support the podcast. If you leave a review, that means even more of the world to me. And thank you guys so much for listening and we'll chat soon. Bye guys. Love you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.